Thursday, 16th of November, 2023. Are you not the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? Acts 21:38. A more literal rendering would be, Are you not then the Egyptian who before these days, having upheaved and having led out into the wilderness the 4,000 men, the Sikari, CG, In the previous verse, Paul was about to be taken into the barracks by the Roman soldiers. At this time, he asked the commander for permission to speak. In response, the commander asked if Paul spoke Greek. It can be inferred that Paul either nodded or verbally responded affirmatively. With that, the confusion of the commander arose, asking, Are you not then the Egyptian? The conjunction, translated as then, reflects an inference on the part of the commander. He must have heard one of the people in the crowd, see verse 21-34, and deduced that what he had heard must be the truth of the matter. In other words, the claim was so outlandish that he assumed it must be true. Hey, get him! He's the Egyptian that you've been looking for! Luke will continue describing this Egyptian in his coming words. Some scholars, however, look at his words as confirming a suspicion that he had. They say that the commander means... You art not, then, that Egyptian. The claim is that because he spoke in Greek, the assumption that he was the Egyptian was wrong. Two things would argue against this. The first is that he had to defend Paul, not fight against him. Secondly, Greek was well known in Egypt at the time. The weight of the evidence is that he is now making the assumption that this is the Egyptian, and for some reason he has fallen into disfavour with the Jews. Thus, the probable explanation for the words is that someone called out this lie and the commander accepted it in his mind. Luke explains who that Egyptian was, saying, Who, before these days, having upheaved and having led out into the wilderness the four thousand men. There was a rebellion of some sort that took place. The commander was fully aware of it and was probably even told that his unit should be on the lookout for them. The word translated as upheaved has only been previously seen in Acts 17.6. It signifies to turn upside down, upset, unsettle, etc. Helps word study says, quote, properly turn something over, up to down. For example, to upset, upset, raising one part up at the expense of another, which results in dislocation, confusion, end quote. Thus using upheaved sufficiently translated the idea. As for this crowd of 4,000, the commander next identifies them as the Sikari. It's a word found only here in scripture, Sikarios. Thayers explains the word saying, quote, an assassin, for example, one who carries a dagger or short sword, under his clothing, that he may kill secretly and treacherously anyone he wishes to, a cutthroat, end quote. It specifically defines a Jewish fanatical group outlawed by the Roman authorities. Concerning such a band of men, Cambridge notes, quote, Josephus tells how he was one of many impostors of the time, and when Felix was governor, came to Jerusalem, gave himself out as a prophet, gathered the people to the Mount of Olives, in number about 30,000, telling them that at his word the walls of Jerusalem would fall down, and they could then march into the city. Felix, with the Roman soldiers, went out against him. 
The imposter and a part of his adherents fled, but a very large number were killed and others taken prisoners. The narrative of Josephus does not accord with the account of St. Luke, but if the former be correct, we may well suppose that the numbers and the occasions spoken of by the chief captain relate to an event anterior to that great gathering on the Mount of Olives. The fame of the imposter may have grown, indeed must have done so before he could collect the number of adherents of which Josephus speaks." End quote. Life Application The account between the Roman commander and Paul shows us the extreme nature of hatred the Jewish people had developed toward Paul and his doctrine. Paul was a respectable Jew, a Pharisee. He was well educated and well known during his day. When he came to faith in Jesus, he began to share the message of salvation to the Gentiles. Because of this, he became hated. The Jews thought that salvation and exaltation in the eyes of the Lord belonged exclusively to them. They were incensed that he would speak to Gentiles about such matters. And yet, an Egyptian thug was given the lead over 4,000 Jews and would have been almost a folk hero among the people in his resistance to Roman authority. If the account of Josephus is correct, even more sided with him eventually. To these Jews, it was okay to follow a murderous Egyptian if it meant casting off Roman oppression but it was not okay to follow a saviour who told the Gentiles that they could cast off the bondage of sin and death through faith in him. To this very day, such an idea of Gentile salvation without conversion to Judaism is repugnant. Paul's words in the epistles are words of the Lord. They tell of freedom in Christ. But there are many who want to bring people back into bondage. Be careful to avoid anyone, Jew or Gentile, who preaches a message of works, especially works of the law, to somehow merit God's favour. Christ has done it all. Trust in Christ alone for your salvation. How we praise you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for the freedom we possess from the bondage that once held us. Addictions are gone. Legalism is removed and purity of worship in spirit and truth is realized when we come to Jesus, accepting the good news of his completed work. Yes, thank you for Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thought you were the Egyptian. I thought you were the Egyptian, who started some trouble against the government not long ago. Excellent. He led 4,000 killers out to the desert. Acts 21 verse 38.